0: Average golfers unite. It's Nick's golf Guy podcast round 17, bringing you another avalanche of the average golf guy illumination. an injection to stimulate you for the game we all love and sometimes hate. So stick around. Average Golfers Unite! This is Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, a podcast designed for average golfers like me. I'm Nick McLennan, coming to you from Red Wing Golf Course in Virginia Beach, Virginia today. I'm really excited about this round of Nick's Golf Guy Podcast and glad you could join me. Today we're going to be covering golf news, what's happening on the PGA Tour, and a course review with my friend Ben Farsi, who returns to the podcast for another round. We have plenty of average golfer things to discuss in between, so let's get things started with this week's Off the Tee. In golfer news, my good friend Jessica Spicer, who appeared on the podcast back on Round 12, is heating up the amateur tour here in Virginia. Jessica had a fantastic showing in Lynchburg, Virginia at the Donna Andrews Invitational June 26 twenty-eighth. Jessica vied for the top spot throughout the three-day event, finishing tied for first before falling in the playoff to Morgan Ketchum. Jessica finished in second place for the tournament. Congrats, Jessica. Next up, Jessica played in the U.S. women's amateur qualifier at Country Club of Salisbury in Salisbury, Maryland on July seventh through nine. Her sister Sarah teed off in the tournament as well. Jessica finished the tournament plus two and her sister Sarah finished just behind her at plus three, both unfortunately missing the qualifier. Next up for Jessica Spicer is the hundred and twentieth Women's North and South Amateur Tournament, at Pinehurst Country Club in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Good luck, Jessica. I'll be keeping you uh, up to date on Jessica's golf journey in future rounds. In other news, my friend Chris Dillow, who appeared on this podcast back in round 15, will be competing in the State Open of Virginia Championship on July 15th through 17th at the Independence Golf Club in Middle Virginia, just outside of Richmond. The championship is a 54-hole stroke play event with a field limited to 144 golfers. Chris ran a drawing for young golfers to vie for the opportunity to caddy for him during the tournament. There's a great chance for up-and-coming young golfers to experience things inside the ropes of a big event. Great idea, Chris. I'll keep you up to date on Chris's progress in the coming rounds here on Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. A quick update. For next Golf Guy podcast, you can follow me on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, to name a few, and also follow me on Instagram at Golf Guy Nick for photos and videos of my golf excursions. Now on to the PGA Tour, the Genesis Scottish Open, the Renaissance Club in North Berwick, Scotland, took place July 7th through 10th. Xander Shoffley took home the big win with a 7 under par. Congratulations, Xander. This week's tournament coming up this week is the big one, the 150th, the Open at St. Andrews, a.k.a. the Old Course, in Scotland. Will take place July 14th through 17th. Looking for a great tourney across the lake. Top three moneymakers in the land thus far is number three, Cameron Smith. The Aussie takes home 7189204 bucks. In 2nd place on the money list, Rory McIlroy, the man from Northern Ireland, pulls in $7,301,566. And the number one money maker on the tour, of course, is the Texas Scotty Scheffler. Far crushing it with $13,056,624. Top three golfers in the land, the Spaniard, John Rahm, comes in at number three. Number two, a man from Northern Ireland, Rory McIlroy, having a great season. And the number one golfer in the world, once again, Scotty Scheffler. And that's going to do it for this week's Off the Tee. Now let's head on over to meet my friend Ben Farsi, Red Wing Golf Course in Virginia Beach, Virginia, for an interview and course review. And this week's The Drive. Welcome to Nick's Golf Guy podcast. This week, the drive. We are Red Wing Golf Course with my man Ben Farsi. Ben, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Welcome back to the welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Thanks had, for having me. Yeah, I had you on uh, back in round thirteen when we Souls Point, point yeah. Souls Point out in Norfolk, and uh, here we are at Red Wing in Virginia Beach. Quite the challenge today. We're going to go over our round a little later on, um, but first, I have a couple of questions. We you know we've talked about. The mm-hmm. LIV and the PGA controversy, kind of chisholm, kind of civil war going on. Yeah. Um, let me uh, just kind of ask you, where do you stand in regards to this whole civil war with the LIV and the PGA?
1: Personally, I like the LIV. Um, I think it's a good alternative to players in the PGA. that can go try something new, make some more money, and really compete against the best of the best.
0: Right. I think it's cool. So with the controversy involved with the LIV, um obviously one of the big ones is the saudi saudi government backed yeah um they got a lot of money crazy money crazy money when i hear you know tiger woods says you know there's a lot of money out there you just got to go out and earn it yeah but on the liv you don't really have to earn it you're kind of paid up front before you even swing the clubs
1: yeah i i guess i don't like that aspect of it you know because then there could be guys who are performing better but not getting paid the same just because of someone and their name like who they are like Dustin Johnson compared to like say some some random, you know. But if the randoms playing better than Dustin Johnson but Dustin Johnson's making 200 million. Right. So exactly. that's kind of unfair. Yeah,
0: exactly. So there's there's the money, there's the money thing. There is the um the kind of the chism within the PGA where a lot of the players feel like they're kind of Some of the players that are going to the LIV are kind of backstabbing the the PGA. I can see that. Yeah. And Tiger Woods said he, you know, I saw him on a a brief clip on YouTube talking about it. And he said, you know, these guys are kind of turning the back on the PGA on the platform that got them where they are. Mm -hmm. So I can see from the player's perspective. But everybody kind of has their.
1: Yeah. I'm not like 100% like think it's the greatest thing in the world. I do see. And some would agree with how Tiger said it's like turning your back on the people that got you where you are, and I respect that. And I think that's important to take into consideration. Before, if I were offered, I would definitely think about it before I like switch over to a new league or new
0: uh, tour. Right. And and mm -hmm. knowing you know what their what the repercussions are going to be from the PGA. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned uh, the other day I talked to you. You mentioned. That the uh, endorsement deals are being suspended for players who are signing on to the Liv, and that kind of bothered you. Could you kind of expand on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so I saw how Mastercard pulled um, Ian Poulter and a few other guys' um, sponsorships and paused it. And I just didn't like that because I feel like like those companies don't have like anything to do with the tours, you know? Right. Like they're sponsoring the player, not the tour. And like regardless, they like Ian Poulter, whatever his name is and these other players who are getting their sponsorships pulled, like, they're still going to go out and perform at the top level. Right. And, like, it's still, like... If they have a sponsorship, it shouldn't be conditional, right? I'm like, oh, you have to do this, have to like, have to play for them. Like, I, I don't like
0: that. Another point is that you know after you brought that up with me, I kind of went back and looked at it, mm-hmm. and these sponsors don't really have a whole lot of explanation to it. They're just kind of yeah. like, no, we've just kind of dis- just suspended the whole thing, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we stand on.
1: Yeah, it. I don't. I'm not a fan
0: without yeah without explanation. It's I mean that's a good point one of the glaring issues with the golf world, we kind of touched on this, is the funding of the LIV and the Saudi government. Now, you're what nineteen, twenty? Yeah, 19. nineteen. Somebody your your age, do, do you think that that should have an effect on on folks that golfers that you know, average golfers that are watching this from from your age point, uh, where you know the Saudi government kind of has a lot of human rights problems and you know <clears throat> other other issues. Do you think that folks at your age that are coming up, you know, 19, 20, 21, do you think that the Saudi, the, the fact that the, the LIV is backed by Saudi Arabian government and their public trust fund um, would have any effect on uh, watching the tournament and, and following the tournament?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Personally, like, it wouldn't really, like, change me from not watching the tournament. Like, I'll, I'll definitely watch it either way. But there's some people out there who have like certain things close to their heart and like, they're like, um, like, I don't know, like, not like standards, you know, I know like the Saudis, they don't do some great stuff, right. I guess, some shady things, but at the end of the day, I just want to watch golf.
0: Right. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. people who are kind of more entrenched into it are a little bit more bitter about yeah, it, like more ethical, and more stuff. strong, more strongly mm-hmm. opinionated. Yeah, about absolutely. It. One quick note, I don't know if you knew this, but. Um, there's a, a group from the 9 11 survivors that are protesting down kind of down the street from wherever the tournament for the LIV is going to be. But some people call it LIV. I call it LIV. Yeah, I call it LIV. Um, and the reason why do you know the reason why that the 9 11 um, uh, so, families would be protesting something like that?
1: Well, I'd assume because, like,
0: you know, like Al, al- Qaeda
1: like yeah. over there. I'm not totally sure. I don't want to sound like. No, is anything I shouldn't say? But. No, 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 no. You're
0: fine. This this kind of goes back to 2001, yeah. um, 9/11. Yeah, fifteen yeah. of the nineteen hijackers were Saudi Arabian. Oh, I didn't know. that. Yeah, okay. so and a lot of people, you know, coming up don't don't know that. So there's a lot of hard feelings there. I, I can
1: understand. Yeah. but I, I don't know. I feel like that's like kind of like categorizing a whole group right for like one incident. Like I'm Middle Eastern, and like I'm not gonna like. Blow anything up, right? (laughs) I
0: just want to play golf, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So now, uh, and we talked about this yesterday. uh, The DOJ is now investigating the PGA for anti-competition violations in regards to banning the players who choose to play in the LIV. Do you feel they are being anti-competitive, the PGA? I definitely do. I feel like they're scared at the LIV, and because
1: of that, they're trying to use the power they have over their players to like scare them from going to play but i think like just like up up your game you know right like do what you got to do to keep the players on your side because like it's always good to have good competition because that's how you grow as like a team or organization right i think i think it's like a good it can be a healthy competition if like both sides like kind of recognize that right
0: i think that's a good point um just right now at this this juncture it doesn't there isn't anything healthy about it yeah Yeah, no it's yeah and i think it's going to take time to evolve yeah definitely uh, maybe the LIV might feel like you know it's going to take time to kind of get accepted into the whole golf tour community um, mm-hmm. as it goes. So, well, good. Thanks for your insight on that, man. Really, uh, yeah, of course. Really good. Uh, glad you put some thought into it. Anything else you'd like to talk about insofar as the uh, LIV PGA uh, controversy there in the golf world?
1: Uh, not, not really. Covered no? all the bases. Yeah. It's just crazy to me how much money they have. Yeah, it's stupid. It's,
0: it's ridiculous. You know what? I was talking, and I didn't even realize this, but and I touched on this with you, is uh, they were talking about money and the PGA, and somebody said, Tiger Woods said there's plenty of money out there. You just got to go get it. And golf is one of the only professional sports not – withstanding the liv that you don't sign a 30 million con 30 million dollars a yeah. contract and get paid what no matter how bad you play or how well you play you just get paid mm-hmm. whereas uh professional golfers don't get paid anything if they pay- play lousy you got to mm-hmm. go out there and earn your earn your i saw a thing earn. where like
1: you could end up like losing money if you would play for a tournament like i was watched this thing about bryson de and like there was a few tournaments where he like ended up like losing money because they like pay for like flights there and stuff oh yeah you have to go out there and compete just to like make a living and it's almost like the ufc
0: in a way yeah
1: i feel like i see a lot of similarities i'm a i'm a big ufc guy but that's a conversation for another day (laughs) right
0: right all right so now let's get on with our course review today on uh red wing golf course here in virginia beach and let me tell you my fellow average golfers out there if you are uh looking uh to add a golf course in the coastal virginia area to your excursions down here uh, i highly recommend red wing golf course let's start off and uh, talk about the course conditions and greens tee boxes etc how do you feel about them today
1: and <clears throat> excuse me they were in great shape you know I've haven't played here in a long time it wasn't my favorite course just because of the conditions like the greens have been in in the past but they definitely like got everything looking really nice it was really dry today which surprised me because we've had a lot of rain recently
0: but yeah it was overall really good. Yeah, and the one good thing is the marshal was out at the tea, first tee box and told us that the greens were running a little slow. So that kind of helped us helped yeah. us kind of pin our game down when we got, got to the green. And he was right, they were running very they slow. They very slow. Um, tee boxes were good and uh, fairways were in good shape. We did just have a couple of days of the rain, but it's kind of dried up. So mm-hmm. kind of worked out well for us. Of course, is in great condition uh, here in mid-July uh, to come out and play around so let's head on over we called it when we pulled up to this tee box it's the fourth hole par three and it's a uh the fairway is all water it's
1: pretty pretty intimidating
0: yeah we called it the psychological warfare hole because anybody who who struggles with water in their golf game is going to just be miserable at this tee box
1: yeah it's not it's not fun but i hit my i grabbed my five iron
0: and i like went like 30 yards over the green. Yeah, you crushed it. You had a really good shot on this one.
1: Yeah. I haven't played recently, and I've been lifting weights, so my yardages
0: are all off. Oh, yeah. It'll throw you off for sure. But it was, what, 160 uh, 160 yards? I was was shooting 186. Oh, yeah, 186. That's right. It was 186, uh, water on the fairway. And the marsh, there's a marsh at the back of the the water with weeds uh, and tall grass before the apron of the of the green and uh, that is where my ball went so i had to drop mm-hmm. and uh we ended up um i think i bogeyed that yeah you what bogeyed I, I believe i double bogeyed that one. Yeah. i chipped on and, and put it in yeah but uh <clears throat> outstanding hole really uh challenging one thing i did notice about red wing uh today uh ben was that there's a lot of water shots
1: and there's not a lot of sand
0: not not a lot There's of like traps maybe You're,
1: three traps in the whole course right and i my ball found one of them yeah, <laughs> yeah. on the, well, the the 10th i think yeah,
0: yeah yeah uh it had a nice drive but i just uh it bounced you know up and dropped over the hill mm-hmm. and 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 but yeah not a whole lot of not a whole lot of bunker but a whole lot of water
1: yeah almost water on like probably 16
0: to the 18 holes yeah year. yeah for sure not so much uh in the way, it could be off to the left or off to the right. It, um, it's
1: still there to freak you out. Yeah, still <laughs> still there to play
0: play mind games with you. So let's jump on over up to um, the ninth hole. It's like the hardest hardest hole in the course. Which is, yeah, the signature hole on this course. Now, one thing, it kind of reminds me of TPC, where you kind of have a long drive, but then the water the water comes up on your left side and narrows uh-huh. the entire fairway. So yeah. you really kind of have to. It, this is a course. This is a course management issue, insofar as you know how, how you want to approach the shot. because yeah. you find yourself wet pretty quick.
1: Yeah, I this 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 whole like kicked my ass. Yeah, I had to. never remember, but I had a, I had a bad drive from the start, and it just like got worse from there.
0: Yeah, I think we both ended up in the drink that was on the left side on our yeah, approach yeah, shot. Yeah, um, and I was able to uh mm. drop and then i hit it over the green chipped on and, and yeah. finished the putt but it was a, it's a tough hole for sure definitely if, if anybody asked me about red wing i'm going to tell them about the ninth hole i would yeah for sure for sure right on right on so then we head on over to the back nine that one we drove up to the uh 14th hole which is the hardest hole on the course and what do you think is most intimidating about this hole
1: the, the the length probably it's pretty, it's very very long yeah it's a long par five
0: and water runs all along the right side of it
1: yeah and that's not good because i have a really bad slice yeah so when i see water any anywhere to my right i'm just like oh crap oh yeah you exactly
0: know? and that's what happened to me i uh-huh. i uh sliced it right i mean it was a nice nice fairway uh wood i hit but i just My ball just did not, and it goes all the way to the edge of the, pretty much to the edge of the green. So, um, going to work with it. Really tough hole to play. Uh, We had a good time uh, playing it, but it was it's still one of the more difficult ones on on the course here at Red Wing. So now let's jump ahead to eighteen, which is the fifth hardest hole in the course. It is a long dogleg right, uh, par five to finish the round. Water on your left on the approach shot um water just to your left on the uh on the tee shot Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really come into play per se yeah it's just Um, there yeah uh but you want to kind of edge it out but there's a tree line that kind of sticks out so if you do have a slice or you know kind of go too far white we're gonna blink it off the trees yeah it'll be in the woods but we both had pretty decent uh pretty decent drives on this one
1: yeah, I had a good drive. Then I hit my five wood, and I was like so close. I could have been on a three, and then I just it, I crumbled from there. I yeah. ended up getting like a, I think I got like a six. I don't, I don't remember.
0: I think we scored but six or seven I, on that. Like, I should yeah. have birdied that. But yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I kind of uh, pulled mine, my, my approach shot to the left, but I chipped on and then and mm-hmm. finished on the two putt. But really, just yeah. a fantastic course to play here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Definitely, for sure. You don't. You said you don't play this one that much.
1: No, I I don't. I ha, I just like it's kind of far.
0: And <laughs> I don't know. The drive for any grab average golfer can under can understand Especially that.
1: Especially those gas pri- yeah. gas prices
0: now. Gas prices, the uh, uh, Biden agenda. <laughs> now we'll leave that out, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so it, it driving driving to and fro, from the course, uh, mm-hmm. if you can find one closest to your house, obviously uh, not too far for for anybody here in Virginia Beach area, kind of towards the ocean front. It's, it's far a good for drive. You. You're yeah,
1: yeah, that's crazy. For yeah, you.
0: it can be it can be a drive, but uh, um, I enjoy playing different courses, so I don't yeah, mind yeah, you know doing that drive. Red Wing was a was a fantastic day. It was a nice hot day. We had a, a good breeze going. Uh, the only time hot. there was only one. One hole that really kind of frustrated me that was the sixteenth hole, uh par three. I, yeah, sixteenth yeah, hole, we par now. three. It's basically like the fourth hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all water. Yeah, Um, elevated green, and I w- we hit into the wind. You nailed it. Yeah, I smacked. That. Put it right on the put it right on the green, and I I dropped dropped it right in the drink. So
1: yeah, I was getting I was getting pretty frustrated, like s- holes seven through nine. I was not playing good. Yeah, it was hot. I was hungry. I was like, I'm not having fun. Oh but no, not at all. I had a few. I had a hot dog and some chips at the turn. It Really gave me some energy.
0: Pulled it through.
1: Still played bad, but
0: right, right. In a better mood. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ben, thanks a lot for uh, coming on uh, doing the um, doing the podcast today. Uh, you've been here before, mm-hmm. and. So since we're done with the drive, you want to go over to the short game and finish up on the, on the back end? Yeah, definitely. All right, sounds good. we on over to this week's The Short Game. All right, here we are on this round 17, The Short Game, with my man Ben Farsi. Ben, uh, I've got to ask you a real quick question before we get on to the golf language lesson. If you were to build your own foursome, Build your mm-hmm. own foursome. Any any golfer in the world at any time, dead or alive, Okay. who would you pick?
1: So me, my best friend, Baron, for sure. And then I would want Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson in there. I think that'd be a fun round.
0: Oh, okay. Be all pretty, right. Pretty fun. Get, get, get a couple of the big guns out there. Yeah, absolutely. You. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So now you know Ben Farsi's... Uh, Build your own force. Yeah, on. If
1: you're listening to this, Dustin Johnson or Justin Thomas, just hit me up. <laughs>
0: That's right. We'll Put some golf <laughs> at benfarsi.com or at hey, Ben hey, Yes. Just look me up. All okay. right. All right. So let's get on with the uh, golf language lesson. I think we did this last last round. You were with me. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you three golf terms and you have okay. to tell me what they are. All OK, right. sounds good. All right. Ready. You ready? I am. All right. So the first golf language lesson of the day, golf language word of the day is double cross. Do you know what a double cross is in regards to golf?
1: I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe
0: Is it when you just like hit it over the green? You like hit it too far? No, incorrect. Very nice. Nice, nice try. Okay. Nice try. But a double cross is when you try to hit a fade, but end up hitting a hook and then all hell breaks loose. Double <laughs> cross. All right. All right, now on to the second uh, word of the golf language lesson. Uh, the word is gardening. What is gardening in, reg- in, in, in regards to when, golf? That's when
1: you um, fix like a divot or like a ball mark on
0: the green. Very good. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. When you have, a, have to fix a divot or repair a ball mark. All right. And the third word for the golf language of round 17, Nick's Golf Guy podcast is lay the sod. What does lay the sod mean?
1: Oh, I know this one. I've like seen it on like Twitter or something. It's um it's when you take like a fat pancake out of the ground. <laughs> like you
0: really take a divot. Exactly. Lay the sod in golf terms is when you take a huge divot. There we from go. Your shot. All right. Good job. Two, two, for, two three. for three, right on. Not I'll bad. Not bad. All right. Well, Ben, I want to thank you very much for coming back on the podcast with me. We had a great time today. Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, have to get together again in uh, future rounds and for sure. uh, catch up, uh, see what's going on in, in your golf world. I, I,
1: sounds good. All right, sounds good. <laughs> okay. All right, Ben, thanks right. for coming on, man. Thanks, man.
0: I want to thank Ben Farsi for coming on the show this week. Uh, great round here at Red Wing. Now let's head on over to this week's The Putt. So to finish off this round 17 here at uh, Red Wing Golf Course in Virginia Beach, got a little trivia from funtrivia.com that I found, and I thought it quite uh, apropos, if you will, uh, in regards to the Open this week. Many people will credit the Scottish with inventing the game of golf that we are familiar with today. However, which European nation developed a similar game all the way back in the 13th century? The answer the Netherlands. Although the Scottish were credited with developing the sport of golf that we play today, the earliest concept of the sport are said to have originated in the Netherlands as early as 1297 AD. In fact, the name of the sport was derived from the Dutch language from a game known as Kolf or Colvin. In Kolf, players would hit a small ball towards a predetermined spot. The person who got to this spot with the least amount of strokes was the winner. The game of golf was also played on ice during the winter and may have influenced the game of hockey as well. Pretty interesting uh, trivia uh, coming out here on uh, the cusp of the Open this week. Something to keep in mind when you're thinking about where golf came from. For Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, you can follow me on Podbean, Spotify, and Amazon Music to name a few. And also, if you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns about the show, Or send me an email with any comments, questions, or concerns at golfguynick757 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at golfguynick for photos and videos of my golf excursions. That's going to be it for this round 17 of Nick's Golf Guy podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I'll be back with round 18 next time for Nick's Golf Guy podcast, a podcast designed for average golfers like me. Until then, my fellow average golfers, tee times, tee offs, and better scores for a happy average golfer life.